Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Thursday, March 2nd. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. This is Drive Time Lincoln. I am trying always to restore American values, discuss what they are, energize you, and bring common sense to the capital city. Johnny Cadillac is executive producing the show. Are you standing at attention, Johnny? I am trying to stop from smirking like I do inevitably at the start of every say, show. I uh, since maybe my last awards ceremony, you know, where I was handing out awards to the sailors or uh, a retirement, uh, I don't know that I've seen a, an attention as good as you just did. <laughs> I appreciate I recognized that. it immediately. I was like, why is Johnny so locked in over there? Yeah, I mean, well, okay, you didn't want to smirk. I, I mean, I, I try to keep the intro as uh, <laughs> simple and uh, consistent as I can, but I know that it, it brings you humor. Yeah, no, there's always some sort of thing you say, and it's always different, that somehow, <laughs> like, I don't know, just goes off in my head or something, and I'm like, and then I just find it funny. I don't know what it is, but yeah, today... uh I I didn't crack, although I almost did when you were asking why I was looking so different. Folks, a lot going on in the legislature, a lot going around in the state. I think, um, well, I think a lot of you have probably seen on other media outlets um, the, thank goodness, false... 911 calls about uh, multiple active shooters at schools around the state. Uh, Omaha, Hastings, Grand Island, Kearney, Columbus, and Fremont. Um, and the state patrol has uh, already had a press conference on it. And, you know, several school leaders and law enforcement leaders are discussing that. And, uh, you know, whether that's a hoax, whether that's something more of just nefarious, say, high schoolers or nefarious adults, yeah, that's sad. I mean, uh, I guess uh, from what we know right now, this has been going on in other states and um, law enforcement as well as school edu- uh, administrators were aware that this this could happen. Um, nonetheless, <laughs> when it does happen, uh, it, it just it makes me sad for just another level of societal issues that we have got to. And you know, call me old school. But I hearken back to the days that, you know, a prank was teeping somebody's house or the school. Uh, Maybe, you know, misplacing your buddy's car keys. Uh, Every once in a while, you know, calling the radio stations and doing a joke. Uh, I think the gamut's there, but... uh, you know, my guess would be that uh, law enforcement in particular, but also the schools, um, will learn a lot from this uh, because certainly 
that's a lot of calls across a lot, a lot of you know areas to react to, um, and it's probably challenging for the men and women in uniform and the dispatch officers. And 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 once the calls go out, uh, you know, maybe back to the schools, you know, administrators and secretaries are confused of what's going on. Um, but nonetheless, it's it's good that they were a hoax and um just another sign that um you know we have some societal issues going on interesting as i peruse through my daily read i always find this funny um nebraska examiner article by paul hamill titled proponents of gun rights push back on criticism of concealed carry bill uh, I've seen a lot of social chat and, and people just around town here in Lincoln discussing that. But what caught my eye in this article, and, and this isn't directed at the examiner nor Paul Hamill. I mean, you, you grab a you grab a picture off of you know an approved site to put it on a website for your article. You know, I've I've done that myself, and uh, but this gentleman has a a pistol you know behind his back with his finger on the trigger and i just i just giggle at that imagery um because a you know even when we had um uh, you know the representative Colin from Turning Point USA uh University of Nebraska chapter on and anybody who understands firearms you know safety is number 1 and and it's just the visual of that is just so bad Right, because it's insinuating that, uh, you know, this is concealed carry, and the guy has pulled this out of his lower back, and you know has his finger on the trigger. Just the optic of that, and I that that's not intentional by the, again by Nebraska Examiner. I'm not saying that. I, I get it. We all just grab images, but it's like. That image is so wrong for what good, legal, safe gun owners do stand for. And honestly, what the concealed carry um, bill stands for. But nonetheless, I mean, it's just right there. Now, that's something I saw. I, most of you, maybe you wouldn't care. I can guarantee you if you're a legal Gun abide, a law-abiding citizen, and you know, know your weapons and know your safety. Heck, you don't even have to know your weapons; you just have to know safety. The picture would drive you nuts. Uh, nonetheless, a lot of arguments are on day two uh, over this, and uh, you can imagine all the things that are out there. Um, a lot of arguments that this isn't going to change public safety. Um, you know. It's not the answer to stopping uh, school shootings or hardened targets. And, you know, I think that like a lot of things in modern day arguments, compromises, we can all go find data that supports our decision on something like this. By the way, the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline's open. I'm sorry, I should have said that earlier. Uh, 402-479-1400. 
if you would like to call in and discuss anything, the, the platform is yours. Be happy to uh, give you the the vine, as we like to say, and discuss. Same with the text line. I am curious where people fall on uh, constitutional carry. No doubt about it. Um, but I also think, you know, when people start to talk about, you know, overtly, uh, I don't want my kids to die in school. Um, there is a mass psychosis that accompanies some of the school shootings that we've had and attaching it to things like legal gun ownership or in this case constitutional carry and i look at that as nothing more than a political stunt but yet we see that all the time and again we talk about it on this show how both sides right you know this radio host as well right try to tug at emotional not logical arguments um, to sway the people. And I don't think that's a really good way long term, right, in our country uh, to go about finding these things. If you look at the rates of uh, weapons violations and, and usage, uh, a vast majority are stolen weapons. And I think that if you're the type of person that believes that if weapons were outlawed or if uh, constitutional carry you know, did pass, didn't pass, that uh, all of a sudden there'd be less weapons out there, you're wrong. Uh, weapons trafficking, weapons black markets uh, are probably just as prevalent as the drug market and the black market. Um, and so, you know, people are going to get weapons. Uh, this bill is simply taking it all the way back to the Constitution and saying, hey, it's our constitutional right to be able to carry a weapon if we so choose. Now, I've said before, I, I would prefer that everybody, I, w- I wouldn't even prefer, I'm not legislating, but I would go so far as to say, that while one of the arguments is about the cost and this, that, and another thing, um, I would go so far as to say I absolutely support constitutional carry, but I would like everybody to be able to have a very thorough safety course, right? And I get it. I I know that would cost, and that's part of it that people are like, well, Jack, that's no different than us doing the concealed carry course we do now. I think one of the differences way back in the day when our forefathers thought about the Second Amendment is that it was inherent just in families and our society at the time that people grew up with weapons and, you know, they were passed down weapon safety and how to handle a weapon and how to use it and understanding what it does. And and as time has gone on, you know, we've lost that. And again, to law enforcement and those of us that, you know, carried guns for a living, that is the inherent number one first thing is safety. Um, and so, you know, I have no problem. I, I'm i all in favor of every American having a weapon. Uh, you know, if you're if you're not a three time criminal uh, who's used it, but in under the constitutional carry. But I would add that meaning that you're competent. 
and competent in the area of safety first, right? Because wouldn't that be great if we actually had a society that was not only constitutionally caring, because it says we can, but was absolutely trained safe and trained competent? Because that is a deterrence. When you actually know that the people that are caring are absolutely safe and competent with that weapon, meaning putting rounds on target, uh, that's pretty, uh, that'll do some things to your safety numbers, trust me. People don't say it will, but I can guarantee it will. (laughs) It's just the way it works. Uh, Interesting stuff. Here's another one that caught my eye. I'm seeing a lot of stuff in these arguments, whether, you know, mostly it's coming up around the trans issues in our state and national. Um, It's also coming up really from the more woke CRT uh, type of crowd. Uh, But the word discrimination is just taking on a life of its own in politics. And uh, it made me stop and think in the morning read today, as that word is becoming more and more weaponized uh, again to change minds and get an emotional response. And so I thought I'd go to the old dictionary. I love doing that. Let's start there with what we, the English speakers of the world, believe discrimination is. Per Oxford, the unjust or pre, uh, preju- prejudicial treatment of different categories of people. I think that today, that is exactly how the vast majority of us react when we see the word discrimination or we hear people talking about it, and specifically around race or gender. However, The other meaning is recognition and understanding of the difference between one thing and another. The example I gave that the Oxford Dictionary gives is like high and low quality parts of a manufacturer. You have to discriminate between those. And my point is... When I see mass amounts of people both trying to legislate and just push the society to a falsehood of no discrimination, right? There is, there is legal re- means for this, of course, and we have a lot of laws for it. We're fooling ourselves. First of all, just as a human being, Without any other influence, we begin to discriminate as young people in our world for safety, right? You have to discriminate and understand between hot and cold and a hot stove, right? You have to discriminate between, you know, something that may hurt you and something that won't hurt you, right? So... My point is, is that discriminating is a core human function. Not the one that's 
the unjust, unjust <laughs> treatment of different categories of people. No. The one that's the understanding of the difference between one thing and another. An employer has to discriminate between two peer employees when they can only have one remain because the business has had a downturn. So I often wonder if we're not teaching young people and middle-aged people, you know, younger young men and women, not just kids, how to deal with discrimination. Because the word now has such a negative connotation, such a negative uh, sway that is ultimately wanting people to say everything is equal. Folks, that's just not the world we live in and it never will be. Being able to discriminate and understand the difference between one thing and another is not racist. It's not sexist. It's part of the human cognition to survive, first of all. Second of all, to begin to make good choices and bad choices in the way you live your life. Which always takes me back to the point that that's one of the greatest things in the United States of America is that you, by and large, compared to any other place on this planet before or current, you have that. And so you have to be real careful when you see people using that term in arguments for things, right? Oh, you're discriminating against us or we or this thing. Listen, there's a lot of protected people out there, but we're off base on that. 1,499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-KLIN. All right, just an easy Thursday here. Uh, Talked a little bit about uh, just some images about uh, the concealed carry, constitutional carry that's going on, as well as some of the arguments, you know, for and against. Um, then, you know, even if nobody's listening, I, f- I felt like, well, I'll use my bully puppet to uh, talk about the word discrimination. Because I think we just get it all wrong, and I think it's really hurting our society that, uh, you know, that word is being used so much right now as almost a fallback plan, when in fact it has another meaning, um, as a, you know, dual meaning, and that's okay. Um, but in fact, discrimination, whether you accept it or don't accept it, is a fact of life. Um, and you yourself do it to survive. It is one of the ways that we process information uh, in order to, uh, you know, hopefully live a long and happy life and, and be safe. And, um, you know, I think that many, many things and many, many different types of people are you know, really screaming loud and and not for necessarily the better um, in their arguments uh, using the word discrimination. One of the things that uh, is also out there is uh, you've heard me talk about the uh, LGBTQ non-discrimination employment policy 
this is one of the uh, bills uh, that I've said, you know, I think would be a good compromise across the state. Um, why? Because, uh, one, it, it's already up at the federal level. Uh, it's been uh, ruled on by the Supreme Court. And, yes, there's a patchwork of uh, different laws that just make it kind of weird. And so we could just codify it and be done with it. And, and I know that many members in that community would look at that as a win, and that'd be good. 1,400-993-KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're back uh, Thursday here, second segment. Uh, I guess it's talkative Thursday, but I'm the only one doing the talking. I do know we got a call, and uh, we're going to get to him in just a second and talk a little uh, wrestling, get you the five W's on all the Midwest Wrestling Association stuff. Interesting enough, uh, national pundits, of course, uh, if if you haven't been listening to the news uh, earlier in the week, uh, the Department of Energy, after their findings, said that they believed uh, that COVID did originate in a lab in Wuhan, China. And, of course, you know, everybody went nuts and and said that that can't be and other places didn't. And everybody's been arguing about it, so to speak. And uh, I had to laugh because, you know, when the late night comedians get a hold of something usually, you know, there's some agenda stuff going on, is what it is. Uh, like, for instance, they're they're kind of turning on Joe Biden right now. They're making a lot of fun of Joe Biden, which, you know, kind of sends a signal to me that Democrats don't actually want him to run again. Anyway, uh, Jimmy Kimmel was talking about, well, you know, we've got four agencies that say it wasn't, two agencies that say it does, two agencies that say we don't know. Uh, but nonetheless, the Department of Energy came out with that, and then uh, I just noticed, maybe you beat me to it, that the FBI also believes it was caused by a lab leak. So, yes, while it is true that a lot of times the intelligence agencies and the investigative arms don't 100% agree on something, I would certainly say that when the Department of Energy and the FBI have come to that conclusion, that that is well worth taking under advisement as an American citizen as to who, what unleashed this ungodly thing on the world. And, you know, just something to pay attention to because uh, depending on what you listen to and who you believe, um, that's something new. 
because we were told for many years that wasn't the case. Uh, We were told for many years that masks will stop the curve. Vaccines are a must. Myocarditis doesn't happen. And, oh yeah, it never happened in a lab. Well, I think we're rolling that back now. Don't need an apology from people. Just hope that you get the best information and make the individual decision. Because that's what I believe as Americans we get to do instead of being forced by mandates. All right, let's uh, let's let Brian Blade come back on and talk about the Midwest Wrestling Events Association's events uh, this week uh, in Lincoln and Dorchester. Brian, welcome back. Hey, Jack, great to be back again. Yeah. Well, uh, any news, injuries, anything? Still the same card? Everything going good? Uh, everything's going good. Same card looks good. We we will be without in Dorchester. We've got the the man they call the Beast. Um, he has had some issues in Illinois. Um. Sounds like he sounds like he's got a slight injury. He thinks he can go. The doctor won't clear him, so he's trying to fight with that. But I don't think he's I don't think he's going to win this fight with the doctor this time. So he may not be in, in Dorchester on Saturday and Sunday. But outside of that, uh, everyone else will be there. Speaking of Beast, he was the most recent guest on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast as well. Sorry, just want to get that. Well, look at that. that. You got him injured. No, not by talking to him. <laughs> just, he. he he talked to him so much, he blew a knee out. Oh, right. Unbelievable, Johnny. Yeah, it's unbelievable the talents that Johnny and the things he can he, he can do. If, um, if I have that power, let me get Christian Temple on the show right now. Brian, uh, give us give us uh, the events again, the card uh, at both locations in all three days. Well, tomorrow night, obviously we're in Lincoln at the Cornhusker Social Hall, 2940 Cornhusker Highway. Uh, great card. We got the MWA champion. He shouldn't be champion, but he is. Van Johnson taking on Sean Hotstuff Hernandez, and I would expect I expect Sean Hotstuff Hernandez to put on a hurting on Van Johnson. But Van is very sneaky, so we'll see what happens. We also got the tag team championship matches: the Crucibles taking on Donnie Pepper Cricket and Ryan Romantic, the tag team champions. We've got the American heavyweight champion, the Beer City Bruiser, a title that's being defended all across America. He's taking on Niles Plonk. He's the uh, number one contender for the American Heavyweight Championship right now. So it is a stacked card. We got a no disqualification match. Levi McDaniel taking on Kid Kamikaze for the the MWA Mid-States Championship. Um, I would tell you what my match is, but I have no idea because I don't even know if Johnny knows because I know Dave Sullivan went behind the scenes, signed some contracts for me. So I'm not sure who I'm wrestling, but somebody's going to get beat up tomorrow night just because (laughs) of Dave Sullivan. Johnny Mayer may not know yet. Maybe he hasn't been handed the contract. Johnny, do you know who I'm wrestling yet? Have you even been handed that contract just I, for tomorrow night? I have not been handed it yet. I'm I'm planning on talking to Dave when he gets to the venue tomorrow, see if, what he has planned. Okay, so I have a mystery opponent. Our women's champion is there. She has made a a challenge to Judy Azul to, for a, a tag team match. So it'll, we should have a women's tag team match tomorrow. Raven Thrash and her partner against Judy Azul and her partner. So that's going to be a very interesting match. And we have a Mr. Fitness 2 Fitness Challenge. It's a $1,000 challenge to somebody that can, I, I guess it's either can do fitness with him or can defeat him in the ring. I'm not sure. Which one is that, Johnny? I believe, I mean, usually I've seen both cases, but I believe it would be an actual match. Okay. So it's an exciting, wow. uh, it's an exciting, an exciting card. You got guy who got former Ring of Honor stars, former TNA stars, former WCW stars. I mean, you can't beat the action, the entertainment, the excitement that you'll have tomorrow night at the Cornhusker Social Hall. Plus, it's our last event at the Social Hall before the Social Hall is sold. 
So there you um, go, and then you're on to Dorchester. Yep, on to Dorchester Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. We have the Tabor Cup uh, tournament, an eight-man tournament to determine the first annual Tabor Cup champion. Along with the winner, we'll also be getting a two thousand dollars cash prize, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, sponsors have ponied up the money for that. Uh, we also Beer City Bruiser will also be on hand. Sean Hotstar Fernandez will be there. I'll also be there. Our women's our women's champion will be there. Van Johnson will be there. So. You can come to Dorchester. They might be all brand new champions by the time we get to Dorchester on Saturday, and then Sunday afternoon we'll um, we'll crown the champion of the Tabor Cup. Uh, there'll be a, you'll have an MWA championship match, an American uh, heavyweight championship match. So you're going to get three or four championship matches each night there, plus the, the Tabor Hall uh, Cup champion. It is it's one heck of an exciting weekend, and people you can come to all shows because Dorchester is not very far from Lincoln. Tabor no, Hall that's is a great true. Venue. I'll tell you what, you, uh, you, you, you're going to go through a gauntlet if you're holding the belt right now with all those matches, and then it's also possible the belt could change hands multiple times. Yeah, theoretically, it could change all three days. Uh, wow. So you never know what you, you need to come because you don't know what you might see each night. It is going to be, it is going to be extremely exciting, ex- extremely action-packed. You get to see your favorite wrestlers come, and you can get autographs. You can buy merchandise from your favorite wrestlers. You know, everyone wants to come. You know, everyone is willing to give you autographs, talk to you before and after the event. So come on out. It's family friendly, and we'd love to see. We'd love to pack the house again. It was nearly, nearly completely to capacity last month or January, I guess it was the end of January. Let's pack this thing out for one last night at the Cornhusker Social Hall. There you go, uh, Brian. Really appreciate your time calling in and uh, getting people the information and getting them energized. A lot of title matches going on. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Jack, and we just hope to see everybody tomorrow night. Like I said, and you'll have we'll have general admission tickets on sale at the door. Get here early because if we pack the place, hopefully we don't have to cut anybody off of of getting in. So get there early to get your general admission tickets, or you can still get them online. Ticketstripe.com backslash Lincoln March three. Sounds good, Brian. Well, best of luck to you this weekend. I'll be getting the uh, the dump from Johnny on Monday. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Bye bye, Brian. Just. Uh... In case anyone was wondering, I, I'm a man of multiple hats. I got a executive produced Drive Time Lincoln, love doing this. And uh in those Lincoln MWA shows, people don't like me as much. I'm the commissioner there and uh they don't always agree with the decisions. Well I how make. do they how do you know if they like you here? Well, the texters and callers have said nice things. Well, yeah, they're polite to you. I, it's, it's, <laughs> they don't, it's difficult to know behind the microphone. They don't openly really boo thinking. me That's like true. they do at the MWA That's true. shows. You so. get it front and center. No, I appreciate it. It was a good hookup. Uh, Dustin on the text line. Um, okay. Let me give you your due here. Department of Energy studies viruses now? Question mark. Got it. So if I get cancer, I go to an auto mechanic? Think I will believe those that actually study viruses. Um, I think that's a great comment. But I also believe it's ill-informed. Because as President Biden has said, he has been using the full power and authority of the federal resources to get to the bottom of this. And believe it or not, the Department of Energy, while it's named that, is one of the largest brain trusts 
um, in the American government of scientists, of, uh, you know, people that study money. Um, and it's far bigger than I think most of us know. Now, would I say that the Department of Energy studies viruses? I can't, in this sitting right here, answer that question, Dustin. What I can say is the President of the United States gave them the authority, funding, and Duraloth to study and find out where the virus came from, just like he did the FBI, just like he did, I'm sure, CIA, maybe NSA, and all of the agencies that, A, can collect intelligence, study intelligence, or information, if you will, and uh, come to a logical conclusion uh, and I'm sure using science, I'm sure the the medical wing, if you will, um, you know, I'll call it whatever Dr. Fauci used to be in charge of. That's another organization, right? So there's actually multiple organizations um, that we, the American people, we, the federal government, uh, rely on for studies, information across a host of topics. And so I do agree with you. Uh, on the, uh, if I get cancer, I go to an auto mechanic. Uh, but I think you're a little bit off base there uh, with regard to, um, the investigatory wing of, say, the Department of Energy or the FBI or even CIA, um, or maybe even military intelligence to find out where the leak came from. I don't think that our government, uh, rely, I know. Our government doesn't rely solely on those that study viruses. Right? The study of viruses is different than the investigatory nature of finding out where a virus came from. Um, but it's 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 a good thought, you know. And in the end, you and I both know that we're never going to get any kind of conclusive uh, answer. It's just interesting that some elements of the government believe it was a lab leak. I mean, in the end, it, I don't know that it necessarily really matters for you and I. It's out there. Um, I do think it matters when you're talking foreign policy and uh, national and international negotiations and things like that. Uh, here's another one. Uh, this is going to be interesting. I talk all the time about how I just think we're bad drivers in Lincoln. I don't know what goes on in this town. And so I was sad to see that a woman was trying to park her car over at the Lincoln One Federal Credit Union on 47th and W, and uh, her foot slipped off the brake, or she mistook the brake for the accelerator and went ahead and popped that thing right on through the window. We have a great, great visual on KLIN.com on that article by Tom Statton. Um, and, you know, yeah, Johnny's now come over to look at it. And so, uh, she was 88 years old. It's clearly a mistake, obviously. She wasn't just trying to ram it. But it makes me think as I watch drivers, and uh, obviously a vehicle used poorly, wrongly, not safely, can cause major damage. And I thought to myself, hmm, let's look at 
Auto fatalities versus gun fatalities. Would you believe, folks, that auto fatalities in Nebraska are right around 248 a year? And weapons fatalities are right about 200 a year. That's in Nebraska. So the automobiles win. Across the United States, we have about 45,000 weapons fatalities and about 46,000 auto fatalities. And so given some of the logic that's out there, to my point that anybody can take numbers and then spin an argument, and I'm not saying it's a good argument, it's just the one I'm putting up for today. But we can always spin numbers and say something. By that logic, and this weapons deal, and whether to have constitutional carry or not, even when people are trained, given a test for their license, both written and driving, People are out there killing more people than people with guns. And so the same argument for some would be, listen, we have to take everyone's car away. We have to take everyone's car away because it's killing more people. And it's the car's fault. It's the car's fault. It's the car's fault that... 46,000 Americans are killed. And for the people that hate the Second Amendment, you're saying that it's the gun's fault that 45,000 people are killed. In Nebraska, 248 people are killed in auto accidents, and about 200 people are killed by guns. Imagine if we put the same logic, emotional logic, of looking at the numbers and trying to make a point about something, where would we be? Johnny, do you think we should take away everybody's car? I mean, no, I don't. Yeah, but half our population is saying we should take away everybody's guns. Yeah, and And I I just gave you stats to say cars with people in them are killing more people than guns. That's true, and I mean, I think back to when I was in driver's ed way back when, and they, they told us that we had... You know, so many thousand pound weapon and how they, they identified our vehicle as. So Th- that's true. Yeah, I'm actually glad glad you brought that up because I I didn't really want to go there, having been trained in all kinds of different driving by some of the best in the world. Uh, the the truth is, is the vehicle can be used as a weapon. It can be used as a defensive weapon. It can be used as an offensive weapon. Uh, but nonetheless, the simple fact remains that you know a three thousand pound hunk of metal, you know not even having to go very fast, depending on what it hits, uh, is very deadly. And so it's a very serious, or should be, um, way we go about trying to learn to be a defensive, safe driver. And uh, while this is a bad incident that happened in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, we just have far too many. And I think you know part of it is that we don't have a police enforcement division and it creates some accountability when people see a cop car and it just kind of, it's a reminder um, but at the same time, you know, when you're talking numbers or you're talking this or that, you know, in today's political ecosphere, you know, we can pull up numbers on either side and argue it either way. Right. But, you know, in the end, you're going to lose your mind 
if 50% of Americans started saying, you got to take away your car because it's killing too many people, in the same passion and vigor as people are saying, take away the Second Amendment. So think about that, folks. Uh, Chris Lofgren's here. That means there's a traffic update. Yeah, we got a situation in the Highlands, the 5400 block of Northwest First Street, a rollover accident. Apparently the passenger or an occupant was ejected. So that is a rescue situation. You want to avoid the area if you can. The 5400 block of Northwest First Street in the Highlands. Thanks for that update. You bet. Interesting. We're just talking about vehicle safety. I mean, it's just uh, folks. Folks, Johnny said it right. I mean, you're, you are driving a multi-ton weapon um, that can hurt you and it can hurt others. And again, in Lincoln, Nebraska, folks, I don't, I don't care where you live, where you're going. It's 15 to 17 minutes everywhere we're going to go. And that is about as good as it gets in America unless you want to go live in a town of 5,000. I mean, that's just the way it is. So just drive safe. All right, 1,499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-KLIN. All right, folks, uh, make sure you go out to Cornhusker Social Hall and check out uh, Midwest Wrestling Association. They put on a really good uh, family-friendly event, uh, you know, uh, wrestling that's local, characters that are local. Uh, our very own Johnny Cadillac will be there, as well as in Dorchester this weekend. So go check that out. Uh, the other thing, tomorrow, Johnny will not be here. So Caleb Henry, our sports director and program director, will yep. be in. And, you know, anytime we get him in the studio and with state basketball going on, and I suspect there's, uh, he's he's been following the Husker men's and women's team quite a bit, uh, maybe we'll pick his brain. You know, we'll have a little bit of a Frogman Friday. Uh, but my guess is is it's always easy for me to uh, let Caleb do his thing, and I think you guys enjoy that break every once in a while. And so we'll see what's going on uh, with him and uh, all Husker sports. Probably he's got some reports with football too, but I'll see if I can't pry out some state basketball uh, insights from him as well. Other than that, um, it's been a good Thursday. Enjoy it. 1,499.3 KLIN.